Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure to find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. I'm your host, Wim Lou. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Blake Murphy, Alex Wong, in a good mood because I just got fed courtesy of our friends at Bear Steak Sandwiches. You know what I mean. That's a good sandwich. A good sandwich. You didn't even eat yours yet. <laughs> okay, you told me to plug them <laughs> off the top. What, what do you want me from me, man? I mean, you didn't have to lie. I'm going to eat it afterwards. The just, sandwich was, is there. I, I too... ate mine. It is good. All right, all right. I know my way around a sandwich. Wow. That's all a good right. sandwich. Show to show show Aki and Ricky, you know. Oh, I thought his friend was going to be saltfish. What? <laughs> oh, you see, I get that one. Anyways, guys, two more shows with me. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. W- what's it going to take for you to come back on air? My mom asking me yesterday why I'm not working this week. Yeah. Um, did the music right, just play you, again? They just played you out. <laughs> Guys, get it together. They just played you out. You're, 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 HR trying to take me out. Um, Raptors, um, you know, continue their little trip in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, a little bike ride. One bike ride, two losses in LA. Come <laughs> this on, week. man. Come no, on. No, no, but you know what? We are going to keep on. it positive today because, yeah. you know, two very fun games yeah, yeah. in LA, like outside of, you know, the Ben Taylor stuff. And I think we'll talk about this more, like just how the Raptors are looking as we're getting a bigger uh, sample size post-trade. But yeah, Raptors lost a close one last night, missing Pascal with back spasms. And Jakob remains out as well. You know, thought they went, you know, back and forth to the Clippers for three quarters. And then the Clippers were just better in the fourth. And yeah, that was about it. Man, it's a uh, it's a lot. That Clippers team is they're really good. Good, oh, like man. they they just have so much shooting. Like they went, they shot forty four percent on threes last night. The Raptors almost kept up and shot forty percent on threes, but like at no point did it even seem like the Clippers were hot. It would just seems like mm-hmm. that's what the Clippers do. Like Paul George, Kawhi, James Harden, Norm Powell, all shooting over forty percent on threes and just like casually knocking them down. You play good defense for 20 seconds, and then mm-hmm. someone just sidesteps into a three. Uh, Alex, you got to feel pretty good about your early Clippers love and how they've looked over the last, like, I don't know, six weeks? Yeah, I believe before the holidays, I actually backed out, <clears throat> you know, called a Mully and revised picking. <laughs> and I picked the Lakers because they had come off the in-season tournament win. Unbelievable. Um, I, I like to revise and go back to the Clippers now. Unmulligan. Yeah, I like to unmully that. But it's like, I, I think, yeah, like what you said, Blake, even thinking about a player like Paul George, like I was looking at the box score at the end of the game and he ended up having an incredible game and I felt like I barely felt his presence. 29-7-6. and six. Yeah, and Kawhi was obviously doing what he always does. Norm was amazing for them. Amir Coffey, um, you know, was out here doing things as well. So, they yeah, will. Clippers look great, man. A folder soldier. Yeah, no, Clippers look, <laughs> Clippers look he great. He also man. French pressing at work like me. No, he decaffed the Raptors last night. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean... The Clippers, obviously, they're they're arguably playing like the best team in the league. Yeah, I don't want to talk right about now. the Clippers, though. Man. At least right now, talk about the Raptors, man. But I think that that's what made that performance impressive to me last night is that the Raptors hung with them the entire way. You know, mm-hmm. I, look, they're three and three since the trade. Um, but to me, outside of the Kings getting super hot from three, the Raptors barely have trailed in these mm. six games that they played last night. The Raptors had every excuse to 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 you know pack it in to you know not play for each other to. Um, you know, just get out of there with what is pretty much guaranteed to be a loss. I mean, mm. you know, you don't have Pascal, you don't have Jakob, you're playing second half of back-to-back, you know, everything like that. And they played great. They played really hard for each other once again, quickly, and RJ just continued to, like, thrive. And, you know, it's funny seeing Knicks fans being so happy with OG and Raptor fans being so happy with this side of the trade. Mm-hmm. Such an obsession about, quote-unquote, fleecing 
and rooting for management to be good, I think management can be good even if you don't fleece in a win-win because that's exactly what's going on. I mm-hmm. see you fleecing over there in that, in that <laughs> I, jacket. I, I, yeah, I was, was going to make a joke as well, but... <laughs> what up? What up? Yeah. No, but seriously, it, it was a really fun game, and uh, I just really appreciated their effort. I also think that that was probably for the first time in a while where I went into a Raptor game, like, not just expecting a win mm. and kind of just, like, only appreciating what those guys were bringing to the table. I, I Like, I saw Thad Young and Garrett Temple in the first quarter, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to expect to win. I just want to appreciate how hard they fight. And yeah. I really, really came out that game with a big appreciation. So, so. there was uh, there was a West Coast or Western Conference rather road trip early in the 2019-2020 run it back season, mm. and we still kind of hadn't really figured out what the Raptors were, but they were off to a good start. They were six and two. They beat the Lakers pretty shorthanded, and then they played a tight game but lost to the Clippers. Yeah, that Rondé was part- forced Kawhi into like nine turnovers in that game. In 2021-2022, when they, or sorry, uh, the the year after, 2020, yes, 2021-2022. Yeah. The pandemic has completely ruined my recognition of what year is what year. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a year where we, obviously things were better and it ended up being a little bit of fool's goal, but they had a six-game road trip in March of that year and they entered that trip only a couple games over 500 and then they went on to beat the Lakers and the Clippers at the end of that six-game road trip in two really good games as well. Mm. Um, obviously, there are some years they don't play very well in L.A., but it really did feel spiritually like those two where it was like, not only did they, because in, in both of those road trips, if I'm remembering right, they had a lot of injuries. And they were playing against, obviously, very good Lakers and Clippers teams, and they were undermanned and fought really well and came away with some of the wins. They obviously went 0-2 in this stretch, but it did feel spiritually like that, that it's like, hey, we're in a period where we're figuring this team out. They go through a really tough road trip, and we learn a pretty good amount about about what this team is going to play like the rest of the way, I think. Yeah. I mean, if they play like that, if they play that tempo that they played with, um, how committed they were on defense, switching from man to zone, man to zone, Nick, like... Sorry, I was all, almost called him Nick Nurse. Darko Rakovich in a deep squat on the sideline, like calling it out um, and sharing the ball and multiple guys being able to create. Like, it was just fun watching the game. Like, I I gained an appreciation for the Raptors after a loss that I typically don't get. Yeah, they're 15 and 23. Um, no, I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally with you guys. The Raptors are fun to watch right now. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure we don't go back to just talk about, oh, the vibes are great. Um, they're 15 and 23. Uh-huh. Um, no, and there's still, you know, obviously the questions about Pascal, what this roster is going to look like in a month's time, yep. in six months' time. But yeah, like the tempo of the game, you know, the Garrett tempo of the game. And, um, you know, I think... Just watching this team now, like post trade, you know, they're, I think, Blake, like by the numbers, like they probably have one of the best offenses, like during yep. this stretch, right? Like um, around the league. And you can see it. Like it just seems like everything has been like unstuck on the offensive end. It just seemed like we were watching the same product over and over again the last few years. And now we're finally watching something different. And that was true last night, even without Pascal Siakam. So I, I think you saw his absence really in two key areas. One was that they really tried to run against the Clippers and they got nothing. Yeah. Like they, they pushed every single time and whether it's the Clippers just being sound defensively or the lack of Pascal Siakam for those hit aheads or sprint outs or whatever, they just could not get anything going in transition. And then obviously in the fourth quarter, when the Clippers kind of locked in, they, they turned the tap off. Um, and, and it would have been nice to have one other guy who can, uh, you know, attack a, a Terrence man or create his own shot or something like that. Um, but I do wonder, you, you know, this is kind of, and Jakob Pertl didn't play, and the Raptors would obviously get pieces back in a Pascal Siakam trade, but did either of you guys 
watch this kind of with an eye of, let's see what this would look like without Pascal Siakam in the event that that happens a couple of weeks from now? I'm, I mean, that's undeniable because of all the trade rumors. That's a thought that you have in the back of your mind. Um, I mean, I thought, like, they played pretty well. They were pretty cohesive. Is there a guarantee that they do that every single night? Like, if you tell me RJ Barrett's going to play, I don't know. Like, since coming to the Toronto, I feel like RJ's played not at an all-star level. I'm not saying let's get RJ Barrett into the all-star game. But, He's like, there, I have He's no complaints there. about anything RJ has done since coming to Toronto. He's going to have a 60-60-60 season. That's what I mean. He's, mm-hmm. having, he, he's having like a Kawhi he's type of efficiency <laughs> with that type of number. Um, but yeah, I mean, they shared the ball well. They had the, a good tempo. Um, clearly, they didn't have the size because really where they lost this game was in the possession battle. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. uh, had 14 turnovers to the Clippers only having seven. Um, and then the Clippers had a lot of offensive rebounds because Zubach was just like pancaking um, that young under the basket. Poor dude, man. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw 11, uh, Jonte down there yeah, fighting, we'll, too. We'll get to Jonte. Yeah, we'll get we'll, to Jonte. We'll get to Jonte. Yeah. But anyway, the Clippers end up with seven more shooting possessions. Exactly. And yeah. and honestly, they only won by two. The Raptors actually shot a better field goal percentage than the Clippers did last night, even without mm-hmm. as many transition opportunities to bump that up, which shows to me that their half-court offense was actually quite good. Now, is a one-game sample enough to determine that? No, absolutely not. But I also do think that the other flip side is okay, how does Pascal fit into this system, this group? Because mm-hmm. I think that that's also been good. Yeah. So whether you trade it or not, I actually kind of feel good about the Raptors' position either way. Yeah, And that's thanks to how good Quickly and RJ have been. No, and I think to Quickly and RJ, like I think it's just as simple as, if you only look at it from the offensive end, they've added two players who are incredibly consistent so far every game. You've been getting pretty much, you know what you're getting every game from Quickly and RJ at a certain level. Like last night, they both had, you know, 24 points from RJ, 25 from quickly. And like, again, like I know, I know, I know OG's doing great things in New York, but you just never got that with OG on a night to night basis on the offensive end. Like it was hit or miss a lot of times. Right. And I think, man, like I love RJ, man. This guy might be my favorite Raptor of all time. Okay. What was the thing about RJ that, that it's like, that's selling you right now? I, I just, well, I mean, the one thing for me is like, um, like he loves being a Raptor. I don't know another guy who's more excited to be putting on a Raptors uniform Mm. and playing right now. And this guy just plays so hard. Like I, the way he came out in the second half, like yesterday, like he took over, like he set the tone at the start of that third quarter. And I don't even think it's that crazy to say, like, you know, Scotty's a more talented player. You could probably say Pascal's a more talented player. But since the trade, I feel like RJ's been setting the tone for this whole team. Like, mm-hmm. every single game, I feel like RJ's been setting the tone on, like, both ends of the floor. And he's had stretches where he's just taken over games. I definitely think that that's true. You certainly see it in transition, where mm-hmm. he's he has a beeline for whoever the worst defender is. Now the Clippers don't really play a worst say, defender. Who, who is on the, who is that over the yeah, Clippers? Man? Daniel Tice, I guess. Uh, I, I don't man. know. Big Zoo. Yeah, yeah Big Zoo. Zoo Elson. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Uh, yeah, zoobie, zoobie, I, I feel that. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, you can do your little madman French French dance too. Have they done Zoolander for him? No, Ooh, whatever. Yeah. You know what? Pretty good too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, he, go he ahead. can't. He can't fade to the left. He, oh, he can't do a hook shot to his left. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, RJ, you definitely feel it in transition. The third quarter, I thought was a good example. Um, you're also seeing. I think people are picking up the chemistry here fairly quickly offensively. Um, there were a couple times yesterday where RJ just like, like really bolts into mm-hmm. a cut, and it was usually Scotty finding him. And he just like like getting that little extra edge where you're not tentative making the cut. You're not worried. Am I going to cut into someone's space? 
you're not worried if this pass doesn't come, I'm I'm clunking up the drive and things like that. I just RJ's always been a good cutter, and cutting was the one thing that early in the year we were seeing the Raptors and the numbers that Second Spectrum provided me were that the Raptors were cutting way more, cutting way more, mm. cutting way more, and not finishing anything <laughs> off of cuts and being like the worst team in the league okay. at finishing off of cuts. And now yeah. you have a, another guy who is doing that really emphatically, and Scotty. It's not just Scotty, but I think Scotty's done a really, really good job finding cutters since these guys have come. So, um, Alex, I know your point was more about, you know, tone setting and things like that. I think just mm -hmm. offensively he just fills so many gaps too. Yeah, I've been more I've been impressed. Like I think RJ came advertised as someone who like, oh, maybe sometimes the decision making isn't there. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the playmaking isn't there. But like even I've been impressed, you know, in those areas too. I almost keep waiting for him to kind of slide back into what people expect him to mm -hmm. be. But he's just been incredible so far, man. The way R R RJ was advertised in this trade, both coming from New York and even some of us here who yeah. obviously have a familiarity with RJ because he's played so much with Team Canada. It's it's like if you bought a couch on Kijiji. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a couch, but like, you know, it might yeah. have this, it might have this, like, you know, and you just don't fully trust it. And I think he's given us every reason to trust him in the first six games. Of course, the shooting is going to come down. He's not like mm -hmm. going to shoot at this high of a clip. His all shooting the time. form is so weird too. Eh? But it's it works a, for him. It's but a it bit works almost like he sets himself. He gets it. He shoots it like from his like chest. Yeah, on the side. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're one to speak about shooting <laughs> Yo, form. Listen, man, I'm not criticizing. Yeah, I'm just you, shoot, you shoot a kamehameha. So, um, <laughs> but I, I think for for RJ, it's a recontextualization of mm -hmm. how he's playing. He isn't always just, like, creating offense by himself. He's mm -hmm. playing off the catch a lot of the times. He isn't taking mid-range pull-ups, really, mm -hmm. unless it's, like, one or two a game at most. But it's not a primary thing that he's doing right now. When he's taking threes, it's not pull-up threes. They're catch-and-shoot threes. And there's a confidence by his teammates to find him more and more. And then when he gets downhill, I'm, I'm really just enjoying the fact that... When he becomes Zion, yeah. He always gets to his left <laughs> He's Zion. Yeah. Like, everybody is like... Even good defenders are like, okay, yeah, I'm going to cut him off. I'm going to cut him off. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he got to the left again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's it's been a, a ton of fun. And Alex, I got to ask you, man. Are we we running with the Massey Hall Mamba nickname Massey or Mamba. whatever? I think I was trying to call him the Osmos Outlaws. Just trying to yeah. think of things uh, that's Mamba, Mamba on the rocks? <laughs> yeah, Mamba on the rocks is not bad as well. <laughs> I've never seen someone stand uh, Osmos so hard, man. Like, by the way, I see a lot of people being like, he's angling for an Osmos sponsorship, buddy. <laughs> Believe me, no, that I is think... in the bag the minute he, that trade happened. Oh, man, man RJ's going to get so many promo. Yeah, he got the booster juices. Remember when booster juices used to have Jose Bautista? Was he, is he a booster I, juice athlete? Yeah. I know I know Bautista as a booster juice guy because I have a signed booster juice ball from Jose Bautista. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. so when I lived... juice ball from Bautista? <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in Liberty Village, uh -huh. like... The Jose Batista cardboard cutout was at the Booster Juice long after Jose Batista yeah. was on the Toronto Blue Jays, man. Uh, yeah, no, because there's a there's a Booster Juice like near near here at OMP, and sometimes if I'm oh, coming yeah, in after a late court, night, yeah. like last night, for example, mm. like I'm I'm buzzing off of the lot. Somehow. You need that funky monkey on your way in. Yeah, I just need a cup, and then yeah, I used to stop by there, and it was always RJ Barrett, and I was like, huh, right. I didn't know RJ was a Booster Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. No, I love that dude, man. He's Walk gonna get every sponsorship in gonna Toronto. Say, RJ's no. gonna be an everything guy now if the price is right. He's gonna no, be like Thanos. Sure. Man. He's just gonna collect all the, <laughs> all the you know monopolies and duopoly brands in Canada. Uh -huh. Grab a fine foods. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they. St I still can't believe they never capitalized on the OG thing. So they gotta they gotta yeah. make good here with RJ. Yeah, yeah man. Um, yeah, should we talk about the emergency geek squad guys? Like yeah. Garrett Temple, mm. you know. Do you think when Do you think when Darko last night was like, "Yo, Garrett, I need you to suit up," 
Garrett just thought he meant you should put on a suit again. He's like, wait, I'm not dressed for the game. He's like, cool. yeah, I got a suit on. <laughs> He's like, suit. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Temple, uh-huh. you know, Thad Young on this trip, yeah. you know. Do you yeah. think Two there's starts. a rule? I've never checked this because why yeah. would you ever check this? But if you are active and you're on the bench, do you have to be in warm-up gear? Or could Garrett Temple, like, wear his suit and then when he's going to check into the game, like, mm. unbutton the it's vest, like a hang it on a hanger, yeah. hand it to Chi, whoever Chi is, that we'll find out <laughs> we'll later. We'll find out segment three. Um, yeah, Chi? just, like, slowly undo his blazer yeah. as he checks in and he's got he's got his jersey on under the suit. <laughs> he's like Spider-Man. He, yeah. just, oh, has, he just rips off the jacket and it's I thought it's that jersey. young, you know, two good enough games as a starting center. People were super stressed about him starting. I'm stressed about him starting. Yeah, but he, I thought he was fine, like, especially against the Lakers. I think it was totally fine. Yeah. I mean, there are obviously things that he's not going to dominate the matchup. It's really just about how much of that man, matchup can he manage. But, like, you know, I'm enjoying the high-low passes that he's throwing. Um, he's taking a charge every game. It's pretty much his only way to protect the rim is to take a charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even in some of the scenarios, you saw him switching out one-on-one against James Harden. And maybe James Harden's like, man, it's it, it's it's January. We're going to win this game anyway. Man, it's looking like a bottle of soju at LCBO right <laughs> no, now. No, but he actually had a couple of stops on, on switching out on those wings. There's mm-hmm. one play where Kawhi had him when he was a Kawhi. He's like, man, really? <laughs> and he just like blasted through that young for a foul and i was like damn worth that but uh, yeah he's he's holding in his own man i think it's, it's a testament to his professionalism like he's not played the entire season and he just walks into the starting group and he's not dominating mm-hmm. but he's not giving up as any points as i thought he mm-hmm. played as many minutes in a 27 hour span as he had played in the last almost calendar year wow yeah like because he, wow. he had played like 36 minutes this season um, and then, like, I know there were some times late last season where he was playing center minutes, but, like, really, I mean, if we're using the actual count, like, last March would have been the last time he eclipsed yeah. this many minutes, and he did it in a 27-hour span. Mm. Also, by the way, like, obviously, you don't care about, certainly with a guy spot starting at center, you don't care about individual plus minus, but I think it is worth noting, like, against two teams like this on a back-to-back, all you're hoping for with the Akub down is, like, don't get destroyed in these starting minutes. They won Thad's minutes by five points over the last two games. Like, they survived mm-hmm. and won the minutes. It wasn't like a, you just have to stop the bleeding and turn a 10-point loss into a five-point loss. No, they, they like, yeah. played the Clippers and Lakers pretty much even with that on the court. Yeah, you know, credit to the front office for giving two first-rounders to the Spurs so we can have a starting center and an emergency center. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Bobby, I'm still watching you, bro. Uh, we're gonna miss the cynicism. <laughs> Better come through. Better come through at the trade deadline, my brother. I'm still watching. Um, no, he's had an Andrew Schultz show. Right no, now. but you know what? Like we got Dennis coming at some point in the second hour. Yeah. You know, you pre-taped with him already, Will. But like, yo, I want to give a shout out to Dennis too. I feel like we don't yeah. talk about Dennis all the time, and it's like mm-hmm. he got the start yesterday. I thought he played really well. 22 points, eight of 13. Um, you know, had some huge shots for them. I thought in the second half. Like, yeah, I feel like we just don't talk about Dennis a lot sometimes. So. I didn't appreciate this, or I didn't realize this until um, I heard Dennis explain it um, in the interview that you're mm. about to hear at 3. Or 3.30. Yeah. Or 3.30? Yeah, please read what the group chat. kind of producer are we doing? Please that? read the group right, chat. Whatever. <laughs> at some point in this, in this episode, you will hear Dennis. And I was asking about, you know, you and quickly, the numbers are good right now. You guys mm. look good on the court together. And he's like, well, this is something that we've always done, going back to his days with Darko and OKC with the three-point guard lineups. Oh, that's right. The and, three alphas. <laughs> Well, him, Chris Paul, and Shea, right? yeah. yeah. And they would always close games. You know, they were a bit uh, undersized, so they had to do more things to, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. play up in size, like box out better and stuff like that. But that group kind of worked 
for them. And so I think Darko's taking that blueprint. And there's obviously not a third point guard that they're playing with, but RJ is that third functional guard that they're also able to put with those lineups. Him and quickly have a built-in chemistry coming in from New York. And then Dennis has just been able to slot in alongside those guys and do well. And yeah, I mean, this is also a nice stretch where I feel like for Dennis, he looks more freed. Like he's not, he first half of the season, he wasn't taking mid-range jumpers mm-hmm, at all, mm-hmm. really mid-range pull-ups. But it seems like a shot he can get to a decent amount. Now, I don't want him to shoot it all the time, but a lot of possessions when it's like last minute of the game, you want to go for a two for one mm-hmm. or late shot clock, you got to create something. And it's just like, okay, Dennis can get a ball screen. The, the big's yeah. going to drop and he's going to pull up for the midi. Sorry. Uh, What's up? The NBA just announced Darko's been fined 25K. Oh, mm. it took two days for that? Yeah. Guys, yeah. stop stop doing online petitions to pay for, for yeah. Darko. I'm sorry, not, sorry to interrupt. I just I got the no, alert no, no. and uh, it, it was dark. No, no, this is breaking news. It's good yeah. to know. This is like when Shohei Otani almost came here. Wow. <laughs> you you want some Blue Jays arbitration numbers, by the <laughs> yes, way? Yes, please. Jordan I heard, I heard the Yenis Cabrera number yeah. from yeah. Danielle um, earlier. <laughs> so yeah, all it says <laughs> is uh, Darko Rakovic been fined twenty five thousand for publicly <laughs> criticizing the officiating. That's it. They didn't. Uh, they is twenty five pretty standard? Yeah, that's what Imo Doka and Taylor Jenkins got earlier what this year. What did Fred get for the Ben Taylor? I wonder. That's I like thirty five. Yeah, yeah. The players will some. He got thirty k. Thirty k. Dylan Brooks got thirty five earlier mm-hmm. in the year, but he got he gets. What did pays, he? He pays the Dylan Brooks tax. What did Dylan say? He just like ripped I the refs. Remember. I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't yeah. remember the specifics. Just that he got a bigger fine than everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Who do you think is actually paying that? Just the org. Is I mean, Masai by, cutting a check? By letter of the law, it has to be Darko. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Who's slipping him that 25K check under the table? <laughs> the 20, I, you know what? It should be Scotty. Yeah. Honestly? Scotty's gotten a lot of pub out of this. Scotty yeah. has gotten a lot of pub He now might this. be 75th yeah. on the all-star voting for Yeah, uh, still not top 10. I, I know we're going to do yeah. that yeah, in so around the NBA segment. But, uh, no, yeah, we, we got to talk about 11. We got to talk about 11. It's 11 time? No right. Stranger Things, but like... Um, best 11 since Yao Ming? Best 11 since Stranger Things, um, season wow. 3. 11-11. Um, John, no, Jonte, man. The undershirt king. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously. I, I what, even, what problem do you have with the undershirt? I don't. I'm just obsessed with it. I don't... I haven't checked this, but he got it. He must have put up career highs across the board last night. I think he had, he had more points in he the had Kings more games. Okay, um, but last night he had nine, seven, and four. Yeah, uh, also probably a career high with three turnovers. Through this we, amazing, we, uh, we uh, amazing outlet pass. You know, yeah. he was like a Kevin Lafass, looking like Jonte United. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's no, real but Eleven's your guy, Blake, and like he's he keeps showing us more and more on this road trip yeah i mean i'm I'm happy for him it's a good like i I chased that feature because i thought it was a good comeback story and he's a guy that i I thought back in 2019 would be an nba guy you know i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not like his friend or anything (laughs) Uh, i just i thought he was worth a look as a backup big and i think he's continued to show that yeah at least look it's a two-way player fresh from the g league there's Mm -hmm. probably going to be a stretch of play where he struggles because teams know how to attack him or whatever and then you're going to uh you know, you're going to see him maybe fall out of the rotation and then get back in the rotation. These things happen. Mm-hmm. But I think so far he's shown that, like, yeah, they were right to pick him up when they had the open two-way spot. They yeah. were right to give him a chance here. Um, I guess my my question from that would flow from that is, and I guess this isn't really a Jonte or Chris thing because they, they have shown they're capable of playing together. But Chris was the 10th man last night on a night that they only had 10 guys. What, what did you guys make of that? I, I don't... I don't mean to turn the Jonte positive into a Chris no. negative, but it was uh, I was a little surprised when Chris was the the last guy available off the off the bench and only played eleven minutes. It is a minor like um lingering thing with Darko where 
it seems like he has McDaniel's higher on the depth chart. Oh, than I'm not talking about number two. I'm not talking about two, man. And, I'm so sick of two. And, and for me, I'm just like, what does two do? It was, it was the first thing. Remember the first game of the season against the Timberwolves? Yes. Chris, I think, was the only guy who didn't Chris come didn't in the play. game in he the rotation. Play. And yeah. yeah. And it was a big surprise then. And McGinnis did play. And whatever. Chris, I think, has um, had a better season. I don't think there's much doubt about that. He didn't play well last night. He yeah. struggled with it. It feels like for Chris, like, mistakes will compound for him. So make one mistake and another mistake and yeah. another mistake. Um, and then it's like, okay, we can't really let this happen because it is going to crater your, mm. your minutes for a while. Um, so I'm not even saying about last night. I'm just saying in general, it seems like Darko has McDaniels ahead of Chris in the rotation. And Blake, I'm curious there, like, what do you think that reason is? Because the only one I'm thinking about is maybe on-ball defense against wings. Yeah, that's the only explanation that I have because Chris I, has I shot mean, the okay. ball better this year. Chris is a better rebounder, um, yeah. a better transition player. Um, and I guess the other thing would be McDaniels is several years younger and is under contract for next year too. So maybe they just want to make sure he's okay. semi-regularly getting another chance. But yesterday I didn't think... I didn't think Jalen looked particularly good. I, I know you don't find that out until you've already made the decision. But I also thought then when Chris came in, he didn't look good either. Mm. So um, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't like either of them for the matchup. Like, yeah. I, I guess it is tough when you're already so small. Um, and like, they clearly don't want to play Chris at the five anymore. But um, I was a little surprised. It's why I brought it up to ask you guys uh, about it. Because it is, uh, yeah, like I've, I've pretty much post-trade. Liked Darko's moves, understood mm-hmm, the rotations mm-hmm. and things like that. But like you said, Will, it, it is, he does seem a little lower on Chris than, um, you know, our eye test and, and even some of the kind of underlying on off numbers w- would suggest. Mm. For Chris. Yeah, Chris, yeah, you guys are right, though. Like, Chris has been the guy who's been kind of squeezed out of the rotation here and there a lot this season. He's the odd man out all the time. And was part of it, too, when Precious was here. I know they were trying to push Precious a little bit, too, trying to see his minutes. You ever showcase, they were like, <laughs> here you go, Tibbs. Like here, they're just they're just sending. Tibbs no, I think this Snapchat was kind of like a this was Masai's last dance. It was like let's see if Precious and Malachi could give us anything, and then yeah. they didn't, so they got thrown into the trade. By the way, happy birthday to Chris! Um, oh, yeah. It's happy, his birthday. He's birthday, thirty. Sure. Yeah. He's thirty-one today. Thirty-one. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. two thousand twenty-four now. Yeah. Shouts wow. to Chris, man. Yeah. He's he's you know. Oh, Chris is a good dude. Man. No, I love Chris. Yeah. yeah. Also, just I love like, Chris. I love RJ. Yeah. He's played like. 341 games as a Raptor now. Yeah. it's a lot of games. No, it's getting up there. It's yeah. why it stands out so much when he does get a yeah. DNPCD. It's like, we have not seen many games over the last yeah. five years that didn't have Chris DNPCD, that's my Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like for Chris, like, he's... I, I do sympathize with coaches because it, it is a little bit difficult in terms of how to play him, right? Like, can't play him at center. Right. You can't play him in a scenario where he's guarding wings mostly. You mostly want to play him where there's an opposing four off the bench that um, isn't a great shooter so he can help off and, ro- and, and roam. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the then, Clippers don't have that guy. Yeah, and, and also it's like a real like gamble in terms of like he can sometimes give you great results because we've all seen Chris have amazing games with the Raptors. He's been amazing even, on this trip. Yeah, or, exactly. Sacramento. Sacramento. He was 7 of 7 yeah. from the field. Mm-hmm. So there's a like high impact thing for Chris, but it's just a difficult – he's like star anise. Like it's hard to just toss it into every dish, but <laughs> certain dishes need star anise, you know? Yeah, no? I mean, cloves. <laughs> Y'all don't cook. I don't okay, cook, man. Right. Um, okay. I, Bay Street leaves. I just eat from bear steak sandwich. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess like. <laughs> sorry, I think it's, it's all right. Sorry. Well, I, 
Yeah, I don't know why we're suddenly doing a whole Chris uh, Boucher segment, but we can. But it's like, right. yeah, no, I remember him even like, you know, that during that Tampa run, like he had a crazy run where he was like yeah. an incredible score. RJ Not that we're expecting that from him anymore, but it's RJ like, couldn't yeah. get his record. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. He yeah. had 20, he had 38 and 19 against the Bulls one time. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, I mean, but they yeah. lost the game, but that doesn't, that wasn't Chris's fault at all. Yeah. I mean, Chris was also the number one option during the COVID era in that Cleveland game. That well, emergency geek squad game. And he talked about how it changed yeah. his career. It literally changed his life. He's like, yeah. damn. He's like, damn, being, being an eighth man is a lot easier than being a first. Being a number I don't, one. He's like, I don't want that smoke. I need yeah. four bench seats to lay down across <laughs> after this. Oh, man. Um, but I, I love that aspect about Chris because there is that, like, pro, there is sometimes where it's like yeah. buying, like, a lottery ticket, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. No, and he'll he'll fight you on Twitter. Sahal Abdi. Yeah. <laughs> Who did he? Uh, he went Stephen at Evan a. Turner. He went at Stephen, yeah, Evan Turner. Oh, Stephen A. He went too. at Stephen yeah. A. Yeah, sure. Stephen A. Said some stuff about Scotty not being the face of the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stephen so. A. Had a day yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Stephen, how does Stephen A. Have that much energy, man? I'm exhausted after doing a two-hour show. Stephen A. Is like <laughs> Stephen A. Is like what? yo banter pod at seven. First take at eight a.m. <laughs> Stephen A. The only guy who will talk about uh, LeBron, talk about Jason Whitlock, then talk about feet. Like, it's all the same day for him, man. It's one long day for him. That's why he's my media king, man. I yeah. um, wanted to ask you guys about a couple more, more things when we take the break. Like, and Dennis is confirmed for 3 p.m. Will, if you haven't read the group chat. I have um, um, I wanted to ask you guys, maybe we'll start with you, Blake. Like, any thoughts on just, like, how Scotty's played? Like, since the trade, I know there's been... I don't know. Like, it just feels like last night he was a little bit, you know, quite, kind of a quiet game from him. Maybe the usage has been a little different. Like, what have you guys seen just from Scotty maybe adjusting to this new roster? Yeah, so I, I wrote at sportsnet.ca about some of these trends that we're talking about statistically today, and I pulled Scotty's numbers for the season, usage kind of game by game. And this is, as a five-game chunk, this is the second lowest usage stretch he's had this season. Now, usage is only scoring. He's still passing the ball a lot. He still leads the team in front court touches. He is to me, pretty clearly trying to make space for these new guys, working as a playmaker, using the defensive attention that he's had to score through all year to, hey, swing the ball over here. Let If I'm drawn to RJ's going to have a guy scrambling out to him and he, and he can blow by that. Or, or if I'm creating space for for IQ, you know, that that's going to help him get his more efficiently than me trying to score against two. So that that is mostly what I'm seeing when I watch these games back. Bigger picture, you probably want to make sure that usage rate does come back up a little bit just because, you know, he had settled in around 25% there. Mm -hmm. That for a third-year player who also has Pascal on the roster, that feels like a good number. It's been down closer to 21 since the trade. Um, I think it'll come back up naturally as defenses have to adjust to RJ and quickly and their fit, and maybe you don't send too as aggressively to Scotty Barnes. Uh, certainly, he's already changed the... Yeah, Caitlin Cooper tweeted out some, some stats the other day that already teams are going under against Scotty significantly less than last year. Mm. Um, so we're already starting to see some of those defensive changes. And, and I think RJ and quickly, as we get more of a sample of this, I, I think that'll probably help. And you'll see it, you know, these kind of, these things kind of swing back and forth and then find a new equilibrium. I, I think you will see Scotty scoring more uh, again. It's just right now, to me, when I, when I watch the game back, it looks like good teammate stuff, not he doesn't have a space stuff. Mm. So a non-story of, you know, not I mean, Scotty struggling. We're, keep, we're keeping an eye on, but yeah. to yeah, me, yeah. when I, like, again, when I watched the fourth quarter last night, it's like, yeah, okay, like, you were mm -hmm. missing a, a score in Pascal, and, and ideally Scotty does what he did in the Lakers game and just goes takeover mode. Mm -hmm. It's the second half of back-to-back where he's played, like, 80 minutes, and it's against one of the best mm -hmm. wing-defending teams in, in the league. Um, I, I just, I when I, when I look at the on-court stuff, like, the numbers are the numbers, but... 
I'm just not that worried. It looks like, again, it looks like good teammate stuff to me. Like, I, there are a couple new guys here. I know I can get mine when I need to, so let's make the space for them. And then, you know, I'll take over in the fourth of the Lakers game if we need that. Yeah. Um, the biggest change for him right now is the defensive responsibility he has. Oh, yeah. Guarding mm -hmm. on ball versus mm -hmm. guarding off ball. And he was contributing a lot guarding off ball. He was always really engaged. But now it's like you have to be locked in and engaged every like his yeah. run here. What you know, man, you never play defense. That's why up. I appreciate it because everyone <laughs> loves the guy who plays defense uh, so that other people don't have to. But no, I mean, his run here, mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard last night. Yeah. LeBron James the night before. Yeah, light work. Yeah. Two nights before that, Stephen Curry. Yeah. We talked about three finals MVPs. Yeah. Back to back to back. Yeah. Very different, very different kind of players as well. All yeah, stuff. totally. Yeah. So I think that's going to take a lot out of you. Man, I that do is think a that, gauntlet. Damn, those three. Yeah, yeah. when you when you Damn. put it like that, like, and it's not to make excuses for him, right? Yeah. Because when you're talking about him as the the way Darko vocalized, face of the the league, mm. when you talk about him as an all star, yeah. there is an expectation that there is an offensive burden that you take on night in night out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I mean, it's it almost reminds you of like what Kyle used to do for the Raptors. Like some games, it wasn't like Kyle every game got, got you like 30, mm -hmm, 10, and ten, mm -hmm. like. He contributed in a lot of different areas. Yeah, he'll I thought Scotty's defensive he'll effort give you was zero huge. sometimes, you know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to just start a championship he just, run, he you just know. Mix it up, yeah, throw yeah, I'll a zero. Drop a zero against Orlando. Why not? He just likes to reset expectations. Who but was like, the guy guarding him in that Orlando game? I don't even game know. Game one, oh, you don't probably remember? DJ Augustine. Honestly, oh yeah, DJ. Oh my god. Yeah, um, but like for Scotty, like he does a lot of the team-oriented stuff. But I think there's also this huge expectation from him because our traditional sense of what a star is. It's like, we need him to be Luca and put up Luca numbers every night. A, his skill set is not Luca's skill set. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't even have a go-to move in the way that you would need to to score on a consistent basis like that. But at the same time, he's growing in his own way as a player. He contributes in multiple facets. Yeah. I didn't question his effort at all yesterday. Like, mm -hmm. he looked locked in and engaged. He looked tired for sure. But he's just not going to be like every single night giving you 30 type. Yeah, and, and if you do want him to do that, then you got to, A, give him the ball and change the whole system to do that. And then, B, you know, give him, like, the night off defensively because that's typically what those guys do. Like, James Harden wasn't guarding Steph Curry when he was MVP. James Harden was guarding, I don't know, Andre Godala or something. James <laughs> Harden was guarding teammates from heading into the Vegas strip club. <laughs> he was guarding the LCBO at front at Spadina. And, like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is that confirmed, by the way? Is that the one we're going to? <laughs> yeah, to yeah. James Harden Segment four nice. will have all the details for you um, if you want to know. Yeah, there you uh, go. By the way, to use a comp, though, of someone yeah. who, like, <laughs> in the way you're describing, hey, they're playmaking for teammates. They score, but not at a superstar usage rate. Mm -hmm. They really defend. Jimmy Butler's made several All-NBA teams without ever being a, a super high usage guy. Like, his, yeah. he has hovered for his entire career around the usage rate Scotty's at this year, which is 24 and a half, 25%. And he has made multiple all NBAs and like, got, like he's never won an MVP, but he's been on some ballots and obviously had a lot of playoff success. Like you, there is a model for that type of guy being an all NBA guy. And then also it's Scotty's third year. Like there's still lots yeah. of time for him to, you know, take, take that 24, 25 to 27, 28 as, you know, depending on what the team environment is around it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me real quickly is just, because Scotty's gotten so much better at three-point shooting, mm. I'm even seeing Scotty take bad threes now. Mm. You, you guys notice that? Like, super early in the shot clock, I'm going to just take this three. Yeah, I like it. I, right. I like the aggression. I like the idea. But, like, you, there are actual times where he's just, like, chucking them up there. Mm. Not in a selfish way. Just, like, the, he's so confident in his new skill set. Oh, so good, man. It's about finding and growing. Like, what you're seeing right yeah. now is the growth periods where he's really up, he looks amazing. And yeah. there's some some down games. But I don't even think yesterday was a down game necessarily. 
he gave a great effort defensively. So I think the threes you're talking about, they're great underdog threes. Like if your team is not favored to win and you're going to have to hit some extra shots to mm. beat a team like the Clippers on a second night yeah. of a back-to-back, that's one where like the defense isn't set. It's early in the clock. If you knock that down, yeah. that's such a huge, I mean, it's three points, but it's also like such a nice energy boost and, mm. and such a, you know, especially a lot of these nights, even with the new pieces, you're going to be outgunned from the three-point line. I think those are good underdog shots. You, you're going to need some plays like that to upset a team when you're an 11-point dog like the Raptors were yesterday. True. Yeah, no, I think um, as a great shooter myself, like <laughs> one of the things that I would like Scotty to get better at, I find he still hesitates sometimes. You can see he like, makes kind of a split-second kind of pause before he shoots those threes. Uh-huh. Like he should just be in rhythm and just launch those threes, man. Because a lot of times I see he's open, but he kind of thinks about it a little bit. I don't know. I'm seeing yeah. the opposite. All right. Yeah. He's all shooting right, them without hesitation right now for me. <laughs> no, but shouts to Scotty. Shouts to Scotty. Um, right, Again, let's... he guarded Kawhi, LeBron, and Steph. Like, no, let's take yeah. um, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the only number two that I care about, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, Mike never tried to rap like Pac. Pac never tried to sing like Mike. No, come That's on. the kind of deal that he's on right now. Goodness. Um, anyway, we're going to take a break. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptors show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Continue to be joined by Blake and Alex. Uh, Blake, nice shirt, man. Thanks, man. A little wardrobe change because I was chilly. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I did not realize uh, post-gym shower how out of control my hair had been. Oh. Uh, so we had to uh, we had to mix it up here. A little, yeah. What's no, the top of the band is cool and good. Nice. With a spelling mistake on it. It's a great piece of merch. Shouts to Steve. I know he's listening. No love yeah. for pun? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're not Alex. on camera. We got to swing it around man. here. What yeah. are you wearing today? No love for pun? Come on. A big pun? Where are my needles, Cardigan? What you know about needles? I, I a, don't know anything about that, to be honest. Seven segments left, guys. How yeah, you guys yeah, feel? yeah. How you guys feel? Countdown's on. Well, you know, I was reading uh, the announcement of your exit. Oh, your, off, your surprise announcement that, of it? Well, that Adam Lascaris put out at the Daily Hive, um, where yeah. he, he, you know, uh, wrote a story off of what I announced on, on he Sunday. He aggregated you. I mean, it He aggregated you, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then I also noticed in there, it was like, you know, the Raptor Show is the number two podcast. Mm. So basketball podcast in Canada. And yeah. I was like, Wait, it is? Once again, I don't want to talk about no twos today, here's except the, for Kawhi. Here's the thing. Um, the, the Raptors are home again next week. Mm-hmm. Adam Lascaris is going to answer for his crimes in person. No. No, Adam, I still got my Sportsnet credential. I'm going to pull up. <laughs> Just kidding, Josh. Because <laughs> to me, this is all, this is my entire life. You don't understand. Like I base my whole life on the fact that the Raptors show is the number the one graph. basketball. Yeah. The Raptors show is your personality. Yes, and... We had, I stopped tracking it because it got boring. It was like 100 straight days on number one basketball Ooh. podcast in Canada. Like, you go look up the Ooh. chartables. And I was like, number two. I was like, damn, why are we number two? This is a national crisis for me. Not mm-hmm. just you leaving. I'm sorry. That's that's secondary to us being number two. <laughs> I looked up Yo, the, the Bobby, chartables. Yo, Bobby, don't trade Pascal tomorrow. I looked up. Do I it look, after four. I looked at the podcast charts, and lo and behold, we were number two basketball Did in you Canada. fall to your knees? I did fall to my knees, but then I realized yeah. what was going on. Yeah, uh, Club Shay Shay is labeled as a basketball podcast, and I'm sure he talks about basketball all the time. Yeah, but can the you say Cat Club Shay Shay? Inter- can you say Club Shay Shay again? It's so cute when you say it. Club Shay Shay. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but the Cat Williams interview knocked us off number one. No, I this, can't believe this it, is man. what I need to clarify. It's an accounting error. Because everybody's been like, yo, Alex Wong, the producer uh-huh. of the number two. No, that doesn't sound right, man. Basketball podcast in Canada. Yeah. First of all, if you in these streets, you know we're number one in influence and always have been. You know, influence, quality, everything. And yes, mm. this once in a lifetime event of Cat Williams <laughs> roasting the entire Hollywood infrastructure getting 22 million views on youtube and god knows how many more downloads on the damn club shay shay feed has knocked us to number two and i don't know when we're gonna bounce back yo honestly. like can dan wikey say something crazy <laughs> enough to compete against cat williams uh, which guest can we come on who yeah, can yeah. be our cat williams guys who can I, I actually don't know, man. come on here and like destroy the whole industry to the point where we go to number actually it would be Stephen a to be honest. Yeah, probably. It actually Honestly, would have to be for Stephen our purposes, like yeah. the best case scenario like that is probably if Drake finally agreed to do media. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. I'll take Nico. He does Rap Radar <laughs> and the Raptor show. Yeah. Wow. How do you know Rap Radar? Yo, I... I do you know Elliot Wilson? Like, guys. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to Damn. clarify that. And it's... uh, Yeah, no, it's classic me to be going out this weekend having to get a number two. God damn See, it. See, I, I thought your approach here was going to be we'd been the... You you guys have been the number one podcast for so long, for like years at this point. Oh. And then once the news leaked that you were leaving, suddenly it drops off to number two. That's how I thought you were going to play that's, it. It's like, wow, there's even a rumbling that I'm leaving and no. we, we fall off from number one? I would never wish that on anybody else. I'm the most supportive person in this industry <laughs> to specific people. Um, no, but yeah. anyways, that's enough about myself until tomorrow. 3.30. That's I got right. a 12-minute farewell speech that I'm I, I hope right you're now. kidding because uh, we I also have surprises planned for you. I'm not kidding. Anyways, right. back to... At least to... we don't have a game to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we'll be all right. Yo, Utah's Honestly? been playing really well, though. Man, so. I'm not trying to hear Big that. Big shotgun. No, because tomorrow we're going to be like, yo, thank you, everybody, and now it's time for Between the Lines. Oh. <laughs> no, that's going to be the sickest transition ever. Anyways, back to more Raptors, assorted Raptors stuff. Mm. Uh, important question for you, Will. Yeah, what's up? How many Raptors players do you think Kawhi knew last night? <laughs> <laughs> you know, time goes by quickly. You think you think RJ was starstruck? He's like, "Yo, that's my final MVP <laughs> right sure. there." I'm guarding. For sure. Yeah. Um, he yeah, definitely a knew lot Pascal. Of people changed. Do you think he remembers? Okay. I'm not even trying to shade Chris Boucher because, like, Kawhi's been known. Like, didn't he get Terry Rozier's name wrong when they were playing yeah, the Hornets? He called him Tony Rozier. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like you know, I'm sure maybe he remembers Chris. He he remembers Chris. I would I would think. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not counting Pascal because he was out. So I want to only Pascal okay. yeah. was out, but but dressed, but fully dressed. Like he was in a zip up and everything. He yeah. had the headband. He I've never seen a player. Dr- out he was for dressed a game. like you every day on the show. But I've never seen a player out for the game with the headband on. Yeah, yeah. No, he was cosplaying as an NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like yeah. shouts to Pascal. Yeah, but, but answer me. How many yeah. players? I've active. Okay. So Pascal's out. So you definitely know Stad Young because Stad Young's been in the league forever. No yeah. Garrett Temple because Garrett Temple has been in the league forever. They've been in union meetings, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't. You think Kawhi's showing up to union <laughs> meetings? Really, <laughs> Mister Load Management doing union meetings? He, yo, that's former Miss Mister Load Management, by the way. You're, you're right. You're right. He's an Iron Man. Now. All due respect. He got his contract, so we'll he, see how much he load manages. He Robert now. Downey Jr. Now. <laughs> that's what he said to Lawrence Frick. <laughs> <laughs> what he said to the contract. That's, that's what he said to most of the Raptors last night. He like big dog. <laughs> no, but, but legit. How many Raptors, guys? Uh, Time changes, man. Three, Tem- four. Temple, Thad, Chris, 
I'm going to say he knows Dennis. Dennis has been around the Western Conference yeah, playoff yeah, yeah. scene too many, yeah, okay, too sure. much. Uh, okay. They've been in the same city. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Kawhi ever thinks about his time with Toronto? Man, this is what, you, this is what you're not supposed to do with your exes, man. <laughs> you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to wonder, man. When do you think you the next time on. Kawhi will acknowledge the Raptors? Because I was thinking about this last night. Man. I think it'll be at the Hall of Fame speech. He will be like, yo, I had a really special one year in Toronto. Dog, I can't wait for Kawhi's Hall of Fame speech. No, man. but do you, think, short as hell. <laughs> do you think between now and then he'll ever mention the Raptors? Yeah, or his probably, time there. Probably. Has he, he has he ever pride. mentioned the time? Okay, well, would you not mention the peak of your career? I mean, Spurs, he had some peak no, years there. He had the peak of his career in Toronto. I don't care what he did with the Spurs. What he did in the one season with Toronto was higher than any one season he ever had with the Spurs. Yeah. To he, any, uh, yeah. he could also, I think, like, let's play out the scenario where the Clippers stay healthy, they win the championship. Yeah. I think he would be the first player to ever win three? finals MVP with three, three different teams. Yeah. Um, did, did LeBron not do this? No. Uh, I don't think LeBron has it with three different teams. Wait, you're right. LeBron Maybe he does. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But LeBron I think that'd be the this. only other player, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe no, that's what be, I'm thinking. I think that'd be only. I remember player. looking this up once he left. If you count the bubble. Yeah. Of course you count the bubble. Oh, yeah, it's the hardest championship, the hardest road. You know what it is? I looked this up after he left, and LeBron has won the Lakers title since then. Yes. Is probably where, uh, okay. uh, where I'm botching this. Um, speaking of number two, um, I guess this whole segment's yeah, he been defi- about twos. He definitely doesn't know McDaniels. Yeah. Striking of twos. Can you I don't guys- know. Didn't they, they both go... San Diego, both State, San, right? San Diego State, Yeah, but like 12 years apart, probably. Uh, maybe you want you to think, go like an alumni you think Kawhi's helping the recruiting <laughs> pitch? You think this is the new Shohei Otani <laughs> and like Takuchi situation? Yeah, they went like, to the same school? Come to Toronto, it was lit. Yeah, a challenge. Two. I challenge you guys. There's been 12 players in NBA uh, history, in Raptors history, to wear the number two. Oh, my God. Do it. Vashawn Leonard. Yep. One. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Yep, two. <laughs> Jalen Harris. Yeah, Myers Leonard. I don't know. Just yeah, Jalen, my guy. Jalen yeah. Harris. The second uh, best Jaylen, number two in NBA Daniels, two Jaylen. We got the, both Jalens and both Leonard's. Leonard's, yeah. So, so that's far. four. You got yeah. eight left. You know some of these guys. Landry Fields. Yeah, that's five. Um, these are the most random names I'm pulling, too, by the way. Blake, please step in. Um, uh, who else is more number two recently? Uh, oh, come on, man. This is... These these your basketball oh, experts? Oh, PJ Tucker. Yeah, PJ six. You're halfway, halfway there. Um, halfway there. It's getting into the weeds. This is a maybe because you mentioned him yesterday. Mm. Sunday out of Gaines. Yes, sir. Wow. Twenty eleven. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, are we missing Sunday any? Are we missing any new ones? Or are they all like pre? There's Sunday one from twenty seventeen. Jared Sollinger? Nope. 2017 and 2018. Although Jared oh, Sollinger, 17, Jared Sollinger is part of the story of this player from 2017. He is, was is this in, not PJ Tucker. We yeah, PJ Tucker. Tucker. Did you say PJ? I, I said PJ Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. okay, 2018. There's a fringe guy. 2018. Who shot bow and arrows? Oh, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. Nigel Hayes. Hayes. That's yeah. Nigel, Nigel with the brie. Yeah. Oh man. Um, you guys are. There's one from 2012. He recently rejoined the NBA. He recently came back in the NBA. As a player? Yeah, no. with the Indiana what? Pacers. James Johnson? Yeah, James Johnson. Oh, you were two here? Yeah, oh, okay. James right. Johnson. And now we're going back to the early 2000s. There's two players. Right. They're both guards. Oh, Derek Martin. Derek Martin. Yes. Who okay. used to go to the same dry cleaner. S- Saved like the three-point record, <laughs> My Derek dry Martin. cleaner has a signed photo of Derek Martin. That's amazing. <laughs> First of all. I mean, I'm not even trying to judge. Like, it's an Asian Asian run. Yeah. Like, how did they know who Derek Martin was? He wasn't even a star. <laughs> Shouts to, he saved the three-point streak, though. Shouts to D-Mart. He's an yeah. unnamed coach in the and league then right another now. Guard. I've seen for a cab, so. <laughs> another, another guard from 2004, backup guard type, journeyman, 
in that era. You definitely know this name. Roco? But you haven't, you don't think about this man. I don't think about this man. Gennaro Pargo. Ooh. He was a Raptor? Yeah. I remember him as a Raptor. I would never have guessed he was number two. Yeah. And Oliver Miller. 10 Day King. Gennaro Pargo. Yeah. Yeah. And Oliver Miller? Yeah, nice, uh, Sunday out of Gaines was on the wraps. Yeah. yeah, he hit a game winner or something. No, he hit it with against with the Jazz. With, with the, the Jazz. jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that um, was the last time LeBron had Cavs LeBron's jazz. team had a nineteen to nothing what? free throw advantage. Do you in have the this in quarter. front of you still? What's up? What year did Gennaro Perigo play for the Raptors? Because there is an NBA Live game where he's on your roster. Two thousand four, he was with Toronto. Okay, okay so NBA Live 05, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because there's like he's definitely on your roster. In an NBA line, they running two man game with him and Chris Humphreys that year. Oh <laughs> God, that's when that's when Grange got his start. Yeah, no, shouts to you, Alex, man. You really got in a one last basketball reference game before the retiring. <laughs> no, somehow this segment all we talked about was two, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, so deuces. That's what I'm saying. It's deuces, man. Uh, um, yeah, Dennis Schroeder is coming up at 3 p.m. There we go. Where's from, he joining us from? From today, the Will? bus. From the bus. Uh, another bus. Another one. Yeah. yeah, bus, bus a bus, bus a rhymes. And then we'll have more sorted Raptors new stuff uh, around the NBA after that. Yeah. Oh, wait, did I go too early? Oh, yeah, we still have 90 seconds. What's good, man? What you saying tonight? Uh, uh, you guys mama said- took the bus. Now she got a bus route. <laughs> no? Derek, no drops today? Can I hear a Darko Scotty Barnes or something? Come on, man. Scotty Barnes? Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. You. There you go. No, there's another one that he did. He said Scotty's name twice in that rant. And the first one, we go, Scotty Barnes? Oh, man. That one, that one hit hard. No, I Darko like that was one. going in that day. What do you think his reaction was to the last two-minute report when it dropped yesterday? And it was actually like, actually, the Lakers should have got more calls. Honestly, I think Darko probably just printed it out just so he can rip it up. I think, I think that's the kind of vibe he, he on Bill right Jackson. now. He's like, yo, what this should I do? This is shame. Yeah, he said, this is, sh- this is crap. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Come back with Dennis Schroeder. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Uh, earlier today, and by early, I mean like 1 p.m., I was able to catch up with Dennis Schroeder, who was on the team bus once again as, uh, you know, the Raptors were off to their next location. They're going to play Utah uh, on Friday. But uh, we got to catch up with Dennis. We got to ask him about, you know, reuniting in L.A. with his former Lakers teammates, uh, Darko's rant. And, of course, I had to ask him all about uh, their team bike trip as well. And how that came together. So this is our interview with Dennis. Joining us once again on the Raptor Show is Dennis Schroeder on the team bus to another city. This is the life of an NBA player. A bus to a plane to go home eventually and then a bus to a plane. And uh, you repeat that over and over again. I think you guys are on your way to the airport. Uh, you guys obviously play in uh, Salt Lake City on Friday. So I appreciate you, Dennis. Um you got, you guys had a really eventful two days in LA though. You know, a lot of things to ask you about. We got to start with Darko though. Darko with that press conference, everybody's talking about it. What was your reaction to Darko's legendary rant? I mean, it's, I think it was great. Uh, he protecting the players. Uh, he's protecting us. I think just uh, going out there, making sure that you know um, we respect it as well. Um, 
I think sometimes uh, coach have to do it. So uh, this is one time uh, you're probably going to get fined, <laughs> he said, and um, then we move on. Yeah. Um, what was the reaction like in the locker room once you guys found out about um, what Darko had said? Because I don't know if you've ever seen him that angry before, but for a lot of people, that was the first time people really got to know that dark side of Darko where he could really take it that level. I mean, he's European. Everybody should know that he's a little, <laughs> you know, that he can get a little crazy. So, um, no, uh, we found out the, the next day because um, he mentioned it, you know, in our breakfast meeting. Um, but uh, everybody kind of, you know, was like, okay, uh, I like it. Um, I mean, he just speaks uh, speaks up for our, you know, organization, for our team our players and uh every time when you do that you know you get recognition from everybody and i think uh, it's really important that you know we know uh our coach got our back yeah he definitely had you guys' back for sure because it was everywhere it was all over espn all over the news i've seen like opta stats which typically only do like soccer stuff you know they were even <laughs> posting about the foul disparity in the fourth quarter against the lakers um and yeah i think you know my only question with that is has he gotten that mad at you guys behind the scenes? Um, I mean, it's here and there. You know, he's a coach. Uh, try to, you know, figure everybody out. Um, I've seen him before like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he's his first year. You know, he's still, you know, trying to figure out his ways. And at the end of the day, you know, whatever is behind closed doors, is uh, behind closed doors. And, um yeah, we just uh, try to get better every single day. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, okay, let's talk about the two games in L.A. So uh, the first game against the Lakers, it's the first time you've gone to see those guys since you moved on from them last offseason. Uh, what was that feeling like for you, seeing a lot of your friends, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, it was cool. I mean, uh, met with the coach, met with, uh, you know, all the, the people I was close with. Um, good to see them again because, you know, after the season, I went straight to, to Germany, um, you know, played national team and uh, took time off. So uh, it was great to see them uh, again. And uh, I mean, um, unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but um, I think the, the two games um, we played, you know, uh, especially yesterday, I think we played uh, really well. And um, yeah, but uh, it's always good to see, you know, good friends, old friends. You played with uh, last year and got the Western Conference Finals as well. Um, there was a pretty dope last year, so uh, it was great. So um, one thing I noticed in the game was just, I don't know if D'Angelo Russell is always like that, but he was he was talking a lot of trash to a lot of guys in that game. Um, what was is that? Is that just D'Lo normally? Like, what was going on? Was there something special there? No, nah, he's uh like he's uh different. Um, he normally don't don't do none of that, you know. Um, but uh, I mean, this situation, I know it's, uh, it's a little hard as well. So I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day. Um, but um, yeah, like I said, it's, 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 uh, it is what it is, and uh, we just move on. Got you, got you. You know, you know, you know, people are picking up on how much you you say it is what it is, or at the end of the day. But 
I, I know what that means. I know what that means. It's all good. Um, okay, so you guys also find out before that game that Jakob gets injured and that he's out for two weeks. And, of course, when you play the Lakers, as you know, the Lakers got crazy um, rim protection. They got big guys. Anthony Davis had 40 points. Uh, and you definitely need a lot of size to protect the rim against them. What was it like finding out that Jakob wasn't going to be available? And what have you made of Thad Young stepping up, being the, the center in that place? I mean, we knew that Jakob couldn't play. I mean, he twisted his ankle and those face. And, I mean, he was tough enough uh, to, to finish that game out um, and help us, you know, get a get a W in uh, San Francisco. But uh, we knew he's probably going to be out for a couple of games. Um, yeah, and that stepped it up. I mean, everybody, he's... he's uh, always in the stay ready group, always try to get, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And, um, I mean, it's always a, a tough cover when you play against Anthony Davis, you know. Um, he's one of the best in the league. Um, then, of course, Brian, then the next day he had the Clippers as well. So uh, <laughs> it was uh, kind of tough for him. But um, at the end of the day, like I said, like he plays the right way. Um and she helped us, you know, um, boxing out, giving, giving us toughness down there. Um, Ken passed it as well. So, uh, him in the pocket. So, he did a great job overall. And um, uh, it's been great that we need him for sure uh, until, you know, Yak comes back. Yeah, it shows what a kind of great professional he is, right? Because he's not playing yeah. the whole year. And then I think the last two games, he's played more minutes than he had all season combined, just yeah. in the last two days alone. And he, And he's been good. It, it, you know, in what he can do. So the Clipper game, you guys play that one. You guys find out that one. Pascal's got back spasms because he got clipped by Torian Prince in the Laker game. Now his back's hurting. He can't play in, in the second game against the Lakers. So another sort of shift. You go back into the starting group. And I'm curious because it seems like since the trade, you and quickly together on the floor once, those two point guard lineups are really, really working well. What's your experience like playing in those games and seeing the things that are working between you and quickly? I think we kind of set the tone in OKC, and I think uh, that was with Chris Paul and me, myself, and Shay, where we had that three-point lineup, um, and we always ended the games like that. Uh, of course, we a little, you know, <clears throat> smaller, and we got to, like, box out a little bit more on the defensive end, but at the end of the day, it's, like, really, uh, we can play really fast, you know, uh, kick the ball ahead can play off each other, um, make sure, uh, you know, we put us both in action. And, um, I mean, I told them from the start, and I listened to this, but we're going we're gonna to play a lot of minutes together. So we got to, you know, figure this out a little bit. And, um, I mean, first five games has been great. And we want to keep, you know, keep getting better at it. So I was thinking in the other game that, you know, between you and quickly, like, that's a really, really quick point guard group. Right. Like, and I was thinking about even some of the similarities that you guys may have in terms of your play style, um, both really quick at getting downhill. We saw him in the fourth quarter, for example, really take over and, and do a lot of the scoring for you guys last night. Do you see some comparisons there between you and Quickly's game? And are you able to give him some pointers because you guys play kind of a similar style when it comes to that quickness off the bounce? Yeah, getting, getting into that pain, um, I think. He's doing a great job of, you know, getting to the pain when people cut him off that he can get to the line and, you know, being creative, uh, getting to the line. Uh, of 
course, his ability to shoot as well um, is great when it comes off pin downs. Um, so I think uh, it's, it's, uh, our games is uh, kind of similar. Um, but uh, he loves to shoot to me a little bit more than me. Um, and uh, I think it's, 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 it's great. And I think we just got to um, figure each other out. Um, and then it's going to be, you know, a scary lineup. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay, the rest of that game from last night, uh, you know, you guys are shorthanded. You guys don't have your starting front court in, in Pascal and Jakob. Um, but I thought you guys played really cohesively. You guys played really well together as a group. I mean, the Clippers are as good of a team as there is right now in the NBA. Um, since trading for James Harden, they've been on a great run. And, you know, you guys stuck with them the whole time. It was like a really close game. There's like 30 lead changes. Nobody went up by 10 or down by 10 until basically the last little bit. And then you guys still made a bit of a comeback. Uh, what can you say about the cohesiveness about the group that you guys are playing with right now since the trade? Everybody stepping up, everybody um, just being ready, being resilient. Um, don't make excuses. Uh, I think uh, to not make excuses that somebody's out and that we have to, you know, no. Um, even Garrett Temple came in, uh, knocked down his first three, um, always staying ready, so professional every single day, coming in, being positive. Um, and then just... <laughs> Coach said, yo, Garrett, come in. And he was wondering. He was like, me? <laughs> and like, he, he was ready right away. Um, everybody just, you know, um, enjoying each other. That's what I'm saying, that we got to have that joy where where everybody is happy for another. You know, like, I was so happy with Garrett to stay on the, you know, court with him together and uh, play. And um, he was just having fun, um, sharing the ball. And, uh, you know, try to get a win and compete on the highest level. And I think we did it, but we came up short. That's, uh, that's okay, you know, um, but that we play our hardest and uh, we play for another. Um, always got to be there. Yeah. You know, ever since you, you made those comments after the Pistons game, and we talked about it on our show last week, but just about how you want to get the, the group together and just keep guys together. I'm starting to notice the little things, you know, there was a play, um, you know, in the Kings game. Uh, Pascal blocked Malik Monk in, in transition, and then Malik kind of grabbed his ankle, uh, you know, holding him from getting back on the other end. And after the play was stopped, you and Chris Boucher both, like, sprinted over to go pick up Pascal on the ground. So I, I'm seeing that togetherness from you guys as a group, even on the little things like that. And uh, it's great to see you guys pick up for each other, play together as a group. Um, I wanted to ask you something else because, you know, you've had a couple of stories written about you in this uh, last week or so. There's one in Yahoo by Jake Fisher. There's one at Sportsnet with Michael Grange, both just covering your career. And it was interesting because I thought both stories were pretty good in terms of just covering sort of what you've been going through, your, your career. Um, but the little headlines that get aggregated sometimes don't really paint you in a, in a good light. I don't know if you see this stuff or not, but, you know, there was one where it was like, well, Dennis is not was reportedly not happy with coming off the bench. Or another story was like, you know what? You may have turned down eighty million or something. Who said that? No, I'm just saying that that's that's what happens when like little bits and pieces of stories get aggregated and pulled out. Because I thought Grange wrote a great story about you in terms of your transition to the second unit, how happy you've been with the whole, or how you know professional you've been about the whole thing, and you're thriving in the new role. But 
the little pieces that come out about Dennis are generally, you know, they paint you in almost a negative light, I think. I mean, listen, um, for me, I'm um, a team player. I play basketball because it's a team sport. And I love uh, just um, enjoying and embracing and uh, be a good piece of, you know, um, a winning mentality uh, organization. At the end of the day, uh, coach's decision, um, uh, I got to accept it. Um, mm. But I think I'm a pro, but to respect it, it's a, I mean, whatever. It is, it is you know. Uh, I'm a pro, I know. And uh, at the end of the day, like he's seen, okay, our bench, uh, we got to step it up a little bit. And um, then it was our starters, and then he wanted to make a change. So um, it is what it is, you know. And I just go from there. What the reporters, I mean, you know reporters, they always got to... Um, got to make a story or got to, you know, make it interesting for people to read it. So at the end of the day, um, everybody knew and my whole career, uh, I'm going to keep it straightforward. And um, if I have something, uh, I would go to, you know, if I would be unhappy, I would go to my side or go to somebody and say, listen, I'm unhappy too, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm a professional. We want to be um, in an organization. Like Toronto, I think uh, Bobby and uh, Masai, they're about the right things. Um, and uh, Coach as well. And I'm just trying to, you know, uh, build that culture here of uh, embracing each other, being excited for another, um, and just being, you know, the, the leader, you know, um, and lead by example. So, um, at the end of the day, that's, that's uh, what I'm here for, and uh, that's what they brought me here for, and what kind of role I'm in. You know, I want to be, like, the best version of myself. Yeah. Nothing going to change that, you know, so whatever they wrote, um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I can't change it, you know, so um, I'm going to just leave it at that. Yeah, you know, and listen, I got to defend Grange because that's not it, the whole story was not about you being unhappy about coming off the bench. It was more like you've really adapted to the role. You really sacrificed for the team. He's got quotes in there from you, quotes in there from Darko about what you're contributing. It's just that when you have one little tidbit in the whole story and then it gets aggregated and that becomes the whole story, it just takes it out of the context. Everyone's seen what you've done with the team um, and accepting of multiple roles. So I got to defend my, my teammate Grange as well. He wasn't trying to, you know, uh, talk down on your name, but um, I hear you though. And I think that the, the, the adaptation for you has been really strong. Um, you know, I have two more questions just really quickly. When you were brought into the organization, like was the, was the idea was the pitch, like you're going to get a really ch good chance to lead the group here. This is probably going to be a, a, a team that obviously just lost their point guard. You're going to come in and start as point guard. Was that the expectation coming in? Yeah, I mean, the expectations was a little bit different, uh, you know, coming from a summer where, you know, we wrote history and been with the guys uh, a long time, um, having that chemistry already. Um, but coming to Toronto, um, I mean, the situation was a little different. I, I know, too, it's a national team and it's the NBA. It's uh, two different things. At the end of the day, I thought, you know, um, I'm going to do the same thing here. Um, but, I mean, like I said, uh, I talked to, you know, even Masai and uh, the organization, and 
I think uh, it's, it's, it's similar, but I still got to get to know, you know, my teammates, uh, get to know, you know, being um, kind of comfortable with them. You know, when you come in your first year, you, you try to find your way and see how things are and how players are. And um, I think, uh, I mean, uh, it's going to get better every single day. And uh, we try to work on, you know, uh, what I have uh, had this summer and um, try to do the same thing here. Got you. Got you. All right. Last question to that, to that idea of you guys getting tighter as a group. We saw a great clip that went um, around on open gym where you guys were out in LA, the one off day you guys had before playing the Lakers. And I don't know whose idea it was, but you guys all got on a bike ride and just like biked along the beach it seemed like a really fun time. You, by the way, it's snowing in Toronto, um, so I hope you're I hope you're ready to come back to that, buddy. But um, yeah, whose idea was it to organize that bike trip? And um, and my follow up question is: Does Emmanuel quickly not know how to ride a bike? Because <laughs> it looked like an adventure. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it was Coach Darko's idea. I mean, okay. and he said we got practice. Um, but that day when we woke up, normally our loops is uh, in front of our door. When we open the door up, you know, uh, we take our loop, you know, put our stuff on and then head to practice. But uh, Curtis, our current manager, he said, oh, we're getting it at the at the gym this time. And everything was kind of a little bit off. So mm. I thought he's going to, you know, uh, in my mind, I was like, oh, he's got to, you know, got something planned. Um but then we drove and um, got to that bicycle, like rental bicycle, you know, where you can rent the um, the bikes. And um, not everybody liked it, but uh, when everybody was uh, on that um, on that bike, and uh, we was just, you know, uh, was at the Santa Monica Pier. I think it was great. Just um, everybody, you know, and that's one of no, um, that's what I'm talking about. Being um, together, even if you do, you know, practices or if you're doing off-court stuff, I think it's great for 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 the team. You know, and uh, we had a great time and uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, it looked like a great time, man. Um, I I don't. When you say some people didn't like it, what do you mean? Like some people didn't like riding bikes, or they just like, what's going on? I was trying to push shots up, and uh, yeah. all of a sudden we're riding bikes and stuff. Because we we uh, they said we had to practice, you know, and uh, <laughs> what you expect you want to you want to play basketball, but I mean, then we stopped at this, you know, rental, um, and everybody was kind of shocked. There was a lot of people who were struggling. Uh, I'm not putting no names out there. There was a lot of people who were struggling riding bikes, but uh, nobody got hurt. You know, everybody was safe. Um, and that was the most important, and we had fun. Yeah, we saw, yeah, I think we know one of the people who were struggling because uh, quickly had, like, a GoPro on the camera, and I think he, yeah, tried yeah. To, he tried to ride it into the sand. I mean, come on, you know you can't ride a, a bike on the sand. Like, come on, man. He, 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 he was not bad, though. I got to say, he wasn't bad. <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, yeah, the sand thing, I remember that I was right next to him. Uh, he cannot do that, but uh, <laughs> other than that, he was, he was uh, pretty solid. Yeah, there you go. All right, Dennis, I appreciate you. Have a safe uh, rest of the road trip, and we'll see you back in Toronto next week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right, that was uh, the interview with Dennis Schroeder. Um, you know, did you guys learn something? So Darko organized the surprise bike trip. It was a surprise bike trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. 
That is fun, man. It looked yeah. like a great scene. If people haven't seen it already, it's out on uh, Open Gym. Yeah. Uh, just look for their socials on, on the Raptors, for example. But yeah, it was mm. great. Emmanuel quickly had a GoPro, the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, when's the last time you rode a bike? It's been a minute, man. Yeah. I, I have, uh, most of my life, I have not had a bike. Uh, actually, I've never owned a bike. Mm. Uh, so I am, uh, I would be as shaky as Emmanuel quickly. Like, <laughs> I can do it. Shaky. Yeah, I could do it, but I would not, like, I'm certainly not going to grab one of those city bikes downtown and bike around. I just. Oh, oh damn, man. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Gotta get on that, yeah. man. Ninety nine bucks for the whole year. Yeah, no, I, I know. It's just like, thing. like I don't. I have not biked enough in my life to be comfortable biking okay. downtown. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, like we had to choose. You could have a bike or like rollerblades, because like oh, you I, I had okay. two brothers, and like where you're not getting all of those things. Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, because I was such a hockey kid and played like street hockey right, constantly. Exactly. Right. Mm. I uh, I always picked rollerblades. Bay Street bully. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I'm trying to ride bikes. Sorry. Goodness. We're known for this, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. What'd you do during the break, man? Yeah, during the break, because it was 20 minutes. Um, I had a chance to enjoy that bear steak sandwich. That it smells I, good in here now. I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's all that chimichurri. No, it was an elite sandwich. No, so, it really salute. blew you away. No, I'm, I'm genuinely blown away. Apparently, yeah. lineups are like 30 minutes. So get I had early. to wait 30 minutes today to get you guys. Why do you say I like you're the president or the something? Sandwich. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a me. civilian, bro. Wait, wait in that line. Nah, man. I'm a Toronto about? legend, bro. Oh, man. You're getting, you're Thank you for the merch, too, by the way. Oh, it's a good hoodie. God. Aki. It's a cool logo. And Ricky. Yeah. Anyways, what else, were you, what else from the, from the uh, Dennis interview? From the Dennis interview? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I we kind of talked about this a little bit, but just... Like, when you write a whole story and only one piece gets aggregated and that feeds into, like, your narrative of who you are as a person or a player, like, it just sucks, man. Well, like, you Jake's, talked about Jake's it with story, Yeah, it was really good mm-hmm. about Dennis's career. Yeah, yeah. His summer, I know Jake went over to um, Asia during the World Cup as well, so I'm sure there were some conversations had even then. Mm-hmm. Following up on that, him going back to L.A. Um, and wrote about his career, even talked about, you know, there was that infamous report that, you know, he turned down $84 million from the Lakers they addressed that and, the, and that was the only piece that was pulled out of jake's piece that was like a whole feature and then when grange wrote a whole story the only one thing that got pulled out was just like he was reportedly not thrilled with the initial news of him getting moved to the bench well that one was even worse because like it just did not provide the whole context at all but that's whole, the whole that's point terrible. is to remove it all from the context so that we can just build this like continue to build an idea of a person yeah and that's so a, that's, a that's dangerous why I want point. to ask him about it, but yeah. it seemed like now he has smoke for Michael Grange. So, Grange, I apologize for creating an issue with you and Dennis. I'm sorry. No, we love you, Grange. Defended you, Grange. We love you, Grange. Um, um, yeah. Other apologies. We transition from we love you, Grange. Other apologies. Uh, Michael Pena. We uh, misattributed. Uh, <laughs> we? This is an I. Take sorry, responsibility. I, I, I accidentally, we. on a rush to go to break a rush of blood to the head, Coldplay style. Uh, <laughs> Which said, had to go Amsterdam? <laughs> yeah. I had to apologize because I did say that he was Michael Pena of The Athletic. He is Michael Pena of The Ringer. How do you get The course. Ringer and The Athletic, man? You know, I'm going at your head for this. Honestly, <sighs> those are very two different no, of publications. Course. I know, man. It's just, I don't know, man. You just... What were you thinking you, about in that moment? You, I'm on air for like 10 hours, like 15 hours if you put in the React pods. Can't relate. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. I can't relate. So you make a mistake. Here's why I think it's extra bad. Yeah, let's go at him. Let's go at his head. And I love Michael Pena. So apologies for this. I love Pena, man. The quality of those trade ideas scream the ringer. Mm. (laughs) So that's why it's extra. Yo, 
Hold on, you were you were formerly at the athletic. Yeah. Was there athletic ringer beef or no? No, no, oh, not okay, at all. Okay, and there are just like Eric Green has a piece up at the athletic today going over a lot of the sim a lot of similar trade scenarios mm. to what we've talked about here. Mm-hmm. Talked about with Pena. He he gets into it with a, a number of other writers. It's actually when the athletic when I was at the athletic and they actually had someone for for every team. It was super fun this time of year because you could do like. Like, I could sit there and pretend I'm the GM and, like, talk to the Kings person, talk to the Hawks yeah, person, yeah. Talk to, and try to see what the actual best off. Not, not, not like, theoretically. Right. Like, I could talk to the writer for each team and get a sense of what could you actually give up. So, anyway, Eric has one of those up with a bunch of people today at The Athletic. Um, there's no athletic ringer beef. Or, and like, everybody, I mean, you guys are in the industry. Everyone's friends. Well, <laughs> everyone pretends to be friends. Yeah. Everyone pretends to be sweet. That's <laughs> why so I say what I see. Michael Pena. By the way, no. Um, it's also funny that everyone's calling him Michael Pena now because his name is Michael Pena. But I messed it up. Y- yeah. You called him Michael Pena, and we've just continued to do that on the show. Yeah, but it is kind of fun to to put the uh, to pronounce, pronounce his name right. To pronounce people's names wrong. No, no. What are you, Evan Turner? Oh no, no, not at all, man. <laughs> Come on. Oh, you guys already roasted him yesterday. Yeah, yeah. he it's did issue. Roasting. He issued an apology, but he said, "If you were offended, I mean, I'm sorry." Classic apology. Classic. Classic. I just don't think it's cool to be like, oh, you're not part of, like, the culture here, then you're just not cool in general. It's like, no, man. Like, it's actually cool that the more cultures you know and the more cultures you're familiar and comfortable with. Yeah. As a life rule. Maybe it's just growing up as a Canadian, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's still broken from Mark Titus writing an entire book and having an entire career based off calling Evan Turner the villain at Ohio State. So <laughs> he's still recovering from oh, that. Oh, Mark Titus was the, what is it, Mr. Tri- the tri- yeah, Mr. Tri- Trillion. Trillion. The book Don't Put Me In, Coach. It's actually a really yeah. good book. Um, and, and, like, it's, it's a fake thing in the book where, like, he hates Evan Turner and calls Evan Turner the villain the whole time. They're actually boys, but it's just, like, a bit in the book. Mm, gotcha. um, was okay. Evan Turner, when he got traded to the Pacers, didn't he, like, ruin them or something? Or was he the guy? They were, remember the one year when they did the photo shoot? <laughs> when yeah, Paul George yeah, and them yeah. did the photo shoot? So I don't like, think he was in that. He wasn't on that team? It was I David, just remember David West, Paul George. They were playing Ray so Hibbert, well, and then they fell George apart. Hill. I remember they fell apart, though. So he got traded there uh, for Danny Granger and a second. Like mid-season? In the middle of the two. So he was a part of the process Sixers. Yeah. Um, they had obviously used the number two pick on him pre-process. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he got traded to that Indiana team. Yeah, and then they collapsed. Um, let me see. Let I'm me blaming see. it on Evan, man. Mm. Anyways. I don't know about that. Let's but... play another game, guys. Oh, uh, okay. What are you, the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Not comforting. Number 24s. On all time on the Raptors, twenty four. Right. Marquise I, Noel. Yeah, it's it's been a very common number. Yeah, Marquise Noel, yep. Morris Peterson. Yep. Um, One, two, three, four, five, Norman six, seven. Powell. There's ten of them. Yeah, three. Norm. Um, all right, give me some years. I feel uh, like the years are really very old. recent. Twenty. He was as recently as last year. Cam, he was on this team. Yes, we the Cam North Birch was twenty four. Cam, we the North okay. Birch. Uh, R.J. Barrett, favorite Sonny Weems. Yes. So you guys got nice. the mo- four most recent, okay. and now there's. One from 2009, uh, three-point shooter. Jason Capono? Yeah, OG Matt Thomas, Jason yeah. Capono. Well, we signed him for, like, the mid-level. Instead you already of said Mo P, right? I already said Mo yeah. P, yep. Did you say Norm? So, yeah. I said Norm. Okay. So we got six, right? So now we're in the 90s. Oh, yeah, so. oh wow. The last Derek. four are all 90s? Yeah, I don't know if you guys got to get I'm going to whiff on the 90s. Yeah, Jimmy King. Yeah, I met Jimmy King in real, in real life. Yeah, here's another story he that was. we should tell. We were at a, this Raptors event, actually our like live event. Our own r- live event. And yeah. friend of the program, Elaine Kwan, um, who worked for the Raptors in the first year, brought through Jimmy King, who mm. was in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and we'll just treat him like a civilian. No, the, no, it wasn't that. It was so we were in the green room and there was having Hong There was some food in the the green room. Yes, and um, <laughs> Elaine brought her friend up. Yeah, and then I'm like, hey, yeah. big dog. Yeah, you're like big dog. <laughs> some, Yo, man. There's some chili wontons Yo, have over some wings, here. Man. Have and some he's wings. like, you don't know who I am. I'm like. Meanwhile, I have no. friends who are like, oh, my God, Jimmy King from the yeah. Fab Five is no, here. I think it's just an age gap, really, way anything else. You know? Yeah, it's always an age gap. Yeah. Anyways, Jimmy Oliver. Well, salute to Jimmy, man. Really good dude. Really nice dude. Reggie Slater. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Respert. Yeah, I was getting none of those 90s ones. Yeah. Yeah, but, so. Cool. <laughs> who do you think I was, man? Sexy Beast Kai? <laughs> so can I? Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm just kind of obsessed with this game. Only one Raptor player ever has wore number 51. Oh, Recent. Wow. And within the last two years. Co- like COVID emergency? Yes. I know. You only get one guess. So like, yeah, you got uh, it. Oh, my God. Nice. That's crazy. I was going to guess Daniel Orturu. Yeah, yeah. I figured, like, I cannot picture the number 51 on a basketball yeah. jersey. So I figured it had to be a COVID call-up. Yeah. Guy. 51 Tremont Waters, by the way, sounds like an address. <laughs> it really does. What number are you guys rocking if you're on a basketball team? I don't care. Eleven for young man. You don't think about that? Nah, yeah, I've never like like when I played hockey growing up, I would always pick last. I don't care. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's about it's about the the name on the front of the jersey. As long as there's a C right here on the jersey. Wow. Were you a captain? I mean, occasionally, not all the time. Oh, you're like an the, alternate as captain? You, as what you like go up. Yeah, I mean, there is. Well, like, I have been a captain and oh, then okay, an okay, assistant okay. captain. And then you, also, you. like, you go up a level and yeah. nobody on that team knows you because you played at the level below before and then you're not a captain anymore. Oh, fair enough. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's cool, just a, like a very hockey like joke though. The like, uh, as long as there's a C right here, I don't care about the number on the back. Gotcha. I like that, man. That's pretty good. Hey, you're taking your dad to the Leafs game. I am on yeah. Sunday. We we that was a Christmas gift from you. No, I'm not. Dad. I'm not taking credit for that. That was a hockey assist. That actually was a hockey assist, ironically <laughs> yeah. enough. But uh, and, I, and I can't say who because you actually requested yeah. that person to remain. Derek, play who? Uh, who? Um, like a former Chinese premier. Who? I, I believe uh, you're who? going to. I believe you're going to the Platinum Lounge with your Here's dad. Here's the thing. I'm actually not going to the Platinum. What? Lounge, even though he offered it, because you I, were offered. I, my dad is really salt of the earth kind of thing. Like, yeah. if I tell him that I've got you tickets to the lease game and we're going to the Platinum Lounge, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not comfortable. Like, this is too much all at once. But yeah. We're going to stay. We're going to keep it humble. We're going to keep it humble. So what do you think? Sprite you, zone? Yeah. What do you think you guys are going to eat? Like, Well, the plug in this case. Yeah. We got the tickets who also offered the uh, Platinum Lounge. Yeah. I explained the situation. To him. I was like, dude, this is so thankful. Like, I appreciate this. Yeah. And he's like, what about some Chung Chung hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> so catch me and Ronald. Yo, that's amazing. In the 300s. How, how do you feel about uh, Ilya Samsonov being back from uh, the AHL without a... There's like, he, oh, got a, he got sent to the 905, didn't play a 905 game. He's going to come back and this is what you and your dad are walking into, perhaps. Cool. <laughs> uh, so I know Tremont Waters from one game. You with can the remember Tremont Waters' jersey number, not the current not Leafs goalie. Is, yeah, is he, he's a goalie. Yeah, he's yeah, a, and, and like yeah, was yeah, supposed yeah. to be their starter, and they bounce him down. Basically, the equivalent of bouncing a guy down to the nine hundred five, but not play him while he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, huh. tr- like they put him on waivers, and no one claimed him and stuff. Oh damn! Uh, but he's that's got a wild feeling in life. By the way, he's back. Like you know, mm-hmm. anyone can have him, and everyone's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, damn! I'm excited for you, man. I'm I'm excited. Too. I won't be here on Monday for the report. I guess I'll just talk to you in real life. What are the Leafs' chance? Like, are, are there like, uh, 
Is there like defense? Could you chant defense? I mean, it's a fluid game. Like, yeah, be more like, 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 like you'll, you'll get a Go Leafs Go for go sure. Leafs go? Yeah, okay, but that's yeah. about it. Nice. Okay, okay. There are, I mean, you know what Raptors game ops are like? Yeah, are they going to play? There is some MLSE synergy, I'll just say. Oh, okay. So you know, Austin Matthew scores, they're going to be like, no, you know what's the hottest <laughs> song? Let's get it started in here. The hottest hockey song is Blur's song too, man. Yeah. Derek, can I hear that when we come back from break? Um, right. But like, yeah, anyways, this was a master class in killing 10 minutes. Why do we kill 10 minutes, man? For fun, man. We're banking content for tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. Okay, we're, we're, doing, we're going enjoying around the NBA all day All the tomorrow. banter. Because <laughs> I'm not prepping on my last day tomorrow. Uh, don't worry, we got you. That's your we, gift we, to me. We got you. Yeah. Are hey, you enjoying you... all the banter? Hey, guys, did you know it's my Fire last day where? tomorrow? Anyways. <laughs> All right, take the break. We're going to take this break. My goodness. Thank you for Dennis Schroeder for coming on the pod. Uh, and yeah, I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. The most opinionated Maple Leaf show out there. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Your host, Walu, Blake Murphy, Alex Wong. Alex, uh, you're going to guide us through the next 15 minutes because uh, I'm just basically turning off the rundown now. So go ahead, man. Yeah, so yesterday was the 25th anniversary of the debut of The Sopranos. Mm. Um, so wanted to ask you guys, what was, what was the most formative show of your teenage years or your 20s? Was there a TV show? Wait, that's, those are two different questions. No, but Sopranos was the most formative show of my life. But you can't tell me that the first show that you got into was The Sopranos. Mm, like, there's got to be like a bridge show. Like for me, I, didn't, I didn't watch a lot of shows. Like, I've never watched Friends, you know this. Yeah, yeah, that's I've, fine. I never watched like Save by the Bell, Beverly Hills, 902, all those shows going on. I never watched those. Okay. I, I watched sports. Yeah, me too in high school. Like, Okay, I, cool. Like, <laughs> With my age, my yeah. answer for high school should be the OC, but yeah, I didn't watch that until like my late twenties. Oh, I love the I, OC. It's yeah. I think it's a great show now, but when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, I was purely I was watching hockey and basketball. That's just, that's all I watched. I was so actually like, trying to get Alan Sepinwall on for you guys. Oh, that would have been cool. A few weeks ago, because yeah. like he put out a new book. Yeah. About the OC, mm-hmm. and he obviously he's a huge Knicks fan. Yeah, but he just got back to so, me like yesterday. Speaking so of uh, huge Knicks fans who we won't get on the show, but should take a swing. <laughs> ben Stiller like live tweets every Knicks game, oh, and yeah, is yeah, also yeah, yeah. like co- constantly tweeting about how good RJ and Emmanuel oh, quickly he, he, he look in Toronto. Hashtags RJ all the time. Yeah, 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 and I'm like, whoa, okay. Ben Stiller, all I want is Severance season two, man. Let's go. It's coming. Let's go. Um, you know who's also a big Raptors fan? I think we knew this already. Chuck D. Okay. Public Enemy. Like he's mm. been tweeting a lot about the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, didn't he say he's a Knicks fan? So he's like watched. Right. He's, like that's the thing with Knicks fans is like, I, I, I actually really admire that fan base because they're like crazy passionate. They still got a swagger about them, even though the organization has been losing and kind of a joke for a long time. Careful, they're gonna ban you no, or no, no, no. sue you. No, no, but it's true. But like they <laughs> allegedly, stick with me, man. They allegedly they've been bad. Yeah. Even like allegedly. their bloggers and podcasters from back in the day, Bing like they know how to have fun with losing. Yeah. They make losing into like its own sort of like parody in a way we should be better at that too we're 15 and 23 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, did, we did a good job today i think this is yeah it's lakers exceptionalism but with a l- bad franchise in the name like compared yeah. to what the warriors mm-hmm. fans are doing right now yeah. oh man more on the warriors tomorrow yeah, yeah. I, I should book it's, uh, it's ugly um <laughs> Do not. so 
<laughs> not for your finale, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you want Jim Park? <laughs> uh, um, sorry. So shows, Alex, shows. S- Sopranos oh, yeah. is your answer for in your twenties? I want to say yes. Okay, yeah. so when I, was I did in, a rewatch recently too. Great. When I was it's in my so teens, good great show. When I was in my teens, yeah, my go-to show was House. That's why really I House MD House. And then yeah, my my formative like early twenties was like rewatching The Wire or like I wasn't it wasn't live, so I was watching The Wire. Yeah, you love The and Wire and then watching uh, Mad Men. Oh, and yeah, then you Sopranos love, afterwards. I after thought that. you were just gonna say Mad Men. You love Mad Men. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, I rewatched Mad Men last year. Mm. Because I had COVID and I needed something to, to, to <laughs> kill two sweet. weeks. You're <laughs> sweet. I have not been able to make it. Like, I, I loved Mad Men watching it week by week as, yeah. as it came out. Like, I thought it was tremendous. And, like, obviously, if you go back and watch it, the way they create the setting and that timeline, like, it's still mm-hmm. a very, like, visually beautiful show yes, and absolutely. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't do it with the rewatch, though. Like, knowing knowing where the characters are going and stuff like that and the pace that it moves at and just, like, kind of how awful everyone was. Mm. I had trouble with the rewatch, even though, again, like, on first watch, I loved that show. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of All the right. Knicks, you know this, right? I think, so, Blake, you probably know. Like, when the Knicks were recruiting LeBron, I think, in 2011, yeah, yeah. they had James Gandolfini and those guys do a whole oh, Sopranos yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty amazing. That would have been... Shouts to the Knicks. They should have done that with the I New mean, Jersey Nets when they were trying to recruit Carmelo. Instead of that, remember the package that was on eBay recently? Their pitch oh, package from right. like me this, him yeah. alongside like Chris Humphreys oh, and my stuff. God. Uh, they oh, should have H back or whatever. Yeah, H back. Oh my God. Yeah, Humphreys Brooks in a pick. Yeah. That's what I order when I go to Korean. Melo's like, get the F out of here. And then he grabbed a rebound. Uh-huh. Uh, no, the best pitch was still Daryl Morey photoshopping Melo onto Jeremy Lin's number 17 jersey yeah. when he was trying to get him to Houston. That's the first time he offended China. Oh, no. <laughs> Four segments left. Let me get out of here, man. Oh. I, uh, is, uh, is that mainland? No, no, no. That's Uncle Rodney. Uh, <laughs> That's what Jeremy Lin said when he saw what? I, did I just get traded? Anyways, guys. Anyway, yeah. Raptors news. What's up? Uh, Blake referenced this in segment one. The, the Lakers-Raptors last two-minute report did come oh, out yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. yeah. um, and spotlighted two more calls that the Lakers should have gotten. Um, so guess, more free throws? Like, I guess my question, do you guys care about this last two-minute report stuff? Like, the game's over. Ben Taylor was it's terrible been, tonight. It's, no, like, it's been decided. Like, you know? I care. I mean, I look towards the past a lot, too, but... I care for... To just put out the news. That, like, yeah. for example, like, quickly got fouled in the last minute there against mm-hmm. Sacramento. I want to put that out there. Because yeah. I know people are going to be mad and be like, look at the league. Right. is You know, screwing the Raptors. But what? are you like, this is going to change the way I no, look it, at it this game? it changes absolutely nothing. Okay. And, Blake, I, I thought you made a great point yesterday when you were like, this is not even good for officials. No, it's. I think it's bad for officials. I think it's mm. bad for the league. They rolled it out because they thought accountability and visibility mm. was going to be a better thing. It came from a good place. This is not, by the way, the last two-minute report is not something new. Uh, it's just new externally. Like the mm. league evaluates all the calls and they they keep a record of this stuff. And theoretically, it determines who gets what playoff assignments and things like that. Like the referees actually do get evaluated, even if Ben Taylor's continued existence would suggest otherwise. Um, my concern when the L2Ms first started coming out, and it's I absolutely think it's correct now, is the, first of all, it's not real accountability because there's no stakes to it. There's no like, there's no sense that like anything will come of it. Um, but also like so many calls are subjective anyway mm-hmm. that you can always just like err on the side of saying the referees were right, which is fine. But the biggest thing for me is that all this really accomplishes is like the Lakers won yesterday. Mm. The response from Raptors fans is that, well, obviously the league is backing their refs for all the bad calls against the Lakers because, you know, we know the Lakers get more free throws. Like This is like a, a long-term story. So you get that response. You get the anti-Raptors response. 
you get the Lakers fans who are like, see, shut up. It's like, there's no... I mean, I would be like, see, shut up too, if it, yeah. if it backed my point. Oh, but, I'm not saying yeah. people shouldn't do that. It's yeah. fun. Like, it's a, it's like when you tweet that out, it's like, I don't, I don't mute that conversation until like an hour after because I want to see the initial reactions that are coming from people. But I think for the league's purposes, it is accomplishing nothing because both sides are still upset about it and the referees it only seems like fake accountability publicly mm. and again even if there's real accountability stuff going on i think optically this has failed and continues to not be worth the trouble for the it, league it just creates a shame a, <laughs> it, it just creates a second cycle of the, the outrage cycle yeah like yeah. you're just mad about it again the next day so and yeah. then nothing changes like i guess like in a meaningless regular season game like if you're a team that finishes with 50 wins and it costs you one win and there's one day where you get to be like mm. See, I feel justified. We should have won that game. That call was wrong. And it doesn't actually impact anything. Sure, that's a scenario where the L2M does something, I guess. It makes you feel a little bit better. But, like, I think 99% of the time, mm -hmm. like, I don't even tweet them out unless they're, like, egregious in mm -hmm. one direction or the or one like yesterday where it's, it's funny and I know what the response is going to be because, yeah, of course, that's what the last two-minute report says. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah. No, my favorite part about that Lakers game was actually D'Angelo Russell talking trash for three quarters, and then he was on the bench for the whole last six minutes of the game. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't be the lead trash talker and then not be in the closing lineup. I mean, Patrick Beverly's in the league. <laughs> oh, God. That's Sorry. a dog, man. Um, yeah, woof, woof. So anyways. A lot of bark. That's Guys, sure. coming out of the Darko thing, too, you know, Drake posted about <laughs> it on his ig mm. uh reposted the video and he said quote toronto has a real one as their coach this guy is a geyser first of all it's a, it's a geezer man. geezer you geezer? Call it a geyser? what's geezer who uses this it's like, it's like a, a british Canadian term right i've never yeah. heard of this oh it's like more of a i mean is I'm, this like sweeter man's no it's not actually okay i'm pretty sure it's a white guy term isn't really it? i've geezer? never look like uh, i've some, never heard of this some white british rappers that i have listened to in the past might use the term geezer all the time so the follow-up for me for this is like nah. we know that drake was in the locker room with darko mm. right yes um <laughs> i've never heard drake use darko's name do you guys know, think drake knows darko's name yes man come are, on are you sure though yes do you want to leave room for a conspiracy that he might not mm, no i think he i think yeah okay second follow-up who yeah. can name more current raptors players Drake or Kawhi? Oh man, <laughs> it's got it's got to be Drake. Come on, man. Yeah, give him some respect, man. You know what? Geezer. Do you think there was a timeline where RJ Barrett was at the game in the Sprite Zone watching Sonny Weems, and Drake was also at the game, not in the Sprite Zone, but watching Sonny Weems? Like, there's a, there's a real it's timeline possible. where both those guys were would RJ have been Sprite Zone? Like, Rowan's Can, had ties in oh, the city right, long right, enough right. that he would have been court. He would have oh, been court yeah, or the family up. friend section. Can yeah. we? Yeah, we should. Delano was up there with us. Oh, Delano? <laughs> you no know what? You know how long it would take to go to a Raptor game if you were coming from the Rexdale? I like, do because Samson comes in for Rexdale for every Raptors game. Yeah, that right? guy probably goes home at 2 a.m. every he night. Posts, he posts his game day fit at like noon. And it's like, oh, <laughs> waiting for the bus. Oh, that's where the location is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, anyways, next up, the Rapt uh, the Grizzlies waved Bismack Biombo. Yeah. Yesterday and, and the people uh people want a reunion. You trying to order a Big Mac combo? People, I am actually. We can dust yeah. off that that Kendrick drop that they had. The sit down Biombo. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Game Game Ops is like yeah, rubbing their hands together right now. <laughs> I don't want to hear Kendrick. Uh, people, people want a reunion, guys. 
reunion with Bismack Biombo? Like you want a ten day or like you want to? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like. Jakob's out. You know, it would have to me. It it would have to be a ten day. Just yeah. procedurally, you've got the open roster spot. Mm-hmm. There's no sense signing someone so close to the trade deadline permanently. Yeah. Because like, what if you land up in a three for two trade? You got to waive them and eat the money. Like you're mm-hmm. just you're only going to ten day guys right now. Um, I will say this: if you hear the name Bismack Biombo and you're like, ah, you could do better than that. Here is, here is the list I put together of other available bigs okay. on, for a 10-day right All now. All right, let's hear it. Jordan Bell. Okay. He's been really good in the G League, but it's, it's Jordan Bell. program, sir. DJ Wilson, run it back. Uh, <laughs> How many times have you signed a man at a 10-day, man? Um, How many clubs do they want DJ Wilson to play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, how many clubs? Uh, Marquise Bolden, who the Bucks yeah, just cut yeah. off a two way. There are two guys who are unsigned G League, like like uh, unaffiliated G League guys who are solid, called Trey Jamison and Mo Pereira. I don't think either of them are like NBA ready uh, just yet, at least on the Raptors system. And then there's like like Moji down with the 905, who's yeah. been banged He's up and then a sick a lot. And you, like you already have Boucher. Yeah, like they play him. They inside. play him more at the four when Jonte and yeah, him yeah. are on the floor together, uh, unless it's like a really springy five man. Um, and then, like, if you went the undersized route, like Justice Winslow or Darius Baisley, like those okay, are man. those are the names Did at you just the top. Say Darius Baisley, yeah, like those are the names at the top of the G League pile right now. Wow, oh man, big, big, big where's, Dwight, thin. where's Dwight Howard? At, Taiwan, <laughs> where's Dwight Howard? At? Let's go get him. Play Sit down. down. Play the knee how drop, please. Is he in Taiwan? That's what he's saying. <laughs> I think I, he is maybe, in Taiwan. I don't know, man. Um, by the way, uh, uh, but I would not be opposed with Bismack on a ten day. Uh, Bismack's a great dude. Okay. Although it'd be weird for him to come back to the organization, and he's like. I see like Jama and then Masai and Bobby, and that's all I recognize <laughs> yeah. now. So, by the oh, way, a lot um, changes in ten years. Oh, uh, Dwight's playing in the Philippines. He's in the oh, Philippines. Okay, not not Nihau. He traveling. Um, by the way, uh, Jr. Manitad. also in the Philippines. Uh, also, <laughs> sorry, from uh, Riz Sports, wanted me to know that. Uh, I was actually right. It's Geyser. Geyser and Geyser. He's, he's two different things? No, oh, yeah. They said, they said this is Toronto slang. Oh, okay. my bad, my bad, my bad. Lieben from the ocean um, also told me that oh, it's apologize. Toronto slang. Oh, I was no, not I was I didn't know this I was this not either. for this. I must no, I didn't know this. So, so um, he called how, him a sweeter Is it spelt different? G-U-Y. Z-E-R is how he spelled Oh, like, okay, it's spelled, like, phonetically. But, bro, like how you, but I've never heard, you guys have never heard that. No, I'm from, like, an arms and legs era. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. oh, did uh, you guys use slang growing up? Any slang that you were? Yeah, but, were like, you slanging? I, I grew up in Cambridge, Ontario, man. Yeah. There's <laughs> not much, Anyways. not much to that. Yeah. Shout out to Hilltop, man. The, anyone, anyone the Hilltop knows. The young guns, you know, message to let me know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we we branding the the Sportsnet, the younger Sportsnet people after the Sunny Weems, <laughs> Amir Johnson, Ed Davis, Demar crew. Yeah, you know, man, Jake Scholes. We're we're gonna have to tell them to change the names to Young Ones because we don't want to we don't want to oh, use yeah. Young Guns anymore. They really got sanitized. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, guys, second... what does Young Ones even mean? <laughs> second... Young Ones. <laughs> that's how that's how much Jr. is making. Um. <laughs> Second fan vote returns not um, great on NBA All Star voting presented by AT and T. Say it the way Sham says it. What? How does he say it? AT and T. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. When <laughs> what you, do you want me to you, be? Next time you hear when Sham says breaking news, presented yeah. by AT and T, you'll notice. Okay. Yeah. What you want me to be, man? K Adams. Um, Scotty Barnes still not in the top ten Come of the on. Eastern Conference front court. Macal Bridges, for reference, is number ten. With yeah. 200, Barnes. with two hundred and ninety-seven thousand votes, do Raptors fans exist? Yeah, I mean, we used to. <laughs>
did we also go prehistoric? <laughs> are, we, are, we bla- are we blaming Raptors? Are we blaming Raptors fans for this? Like, can we blame somebody for this? No, but I'm happy that Darko got two mentions of Scotty as an all-star in his all-time rant. Okay. So. Yeah, cost him 12500 for each. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, but, I, yeah, I mean, what else to say? Go out there and vote for Scotty Barnes. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I me mean, too. I am disappointed as well. Vote.mba.com. Yeah. Also, other Raptors exist. You know, Pascal's been pretty great, too. Let's vote Pascal, too. But, yeah. Anyway, we're out of time today. So, been your host, Willu. You've been listening to The Raptors Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptors Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And subscribe and please re-interview the show. Thanks once again to Dennis Schroeder, producer and co-host Alex Wong, Blake Murphy, Burgess, Derek Bendale, Jennifer Olnick, David Sis, Jeremy Anatad. We'll see you tomorrow for the finale 